there's marathons that I will remember specific songs at specific locations. Yet I can't remember three hours of the marathon what happened. So you're, you can overcome it. You've done the training. Just always remember in the back of your head, you've done the training, you can do this. Your body can do this. If you have ever asked yourself, how do I run a race injury-free or get out of the constant injury cycle, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, where I will teach you how to enjoy lifelong injury-free running so you can continue getting in those mental clearing runs and even hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty avid half marathoner, coach, running physical therapist, and founder of Spark Physical Therapy Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you have been told to stop running with an injury. Learn more about our signature coaching program at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow the show on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Before we get into this episode, if you are looking for a nutritional advantage to increase mental focus, strength, and endurance during those runs and decrease the recovery time between those hard effort sessions, you will want to check out Perform from the Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Perform and how it can help you stay focused, get harder workouts in, and improve overall recovery on your journey of becoming a stronger, faster, lifelong, injury-free runner. Or you can check out the research for yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. Are you nervous about your first marathon and scared that you won't be mentally tough enough to get through 26.2 miles? Or have you run multiple marathons and your training or your fitness levels tell you that you should be running your marathons faster, but your mind is just getting in the way? I have Coach Cat from our Healthy Runner coaching team here with me today, and we are going to share seven actionable race day mindset tips so you can have the best marathon mindset for your big day. Coach Kat, thank you so much for coming back on the show to share all your knowledge, experience, and wisdom. Um, Coach Kat is on her treadmill right now, and she will be multitasking because she is just that good. So thanks for coming back on the show, Coach Kat. I, I love it. Yeah. And for those who are listening on the podcast during your run, you're going to be listening as you're running and coach cat is going to be talking while she is walking. So this is, this is talent right here. And what I want to know from you guys is if you're looking to be mentally tough and push through those voices in your head that will be telling you to stop running at mile 19 or mile 20, of your marathon, then this is the training for you. Coach Kat and I are going to cover marathon mental mindset tips for your training and for your actual marathon race day. So Coach Kat, you know how we do this. Give all the new listeners in our community a little bit about yourself and let them know 
how many uh, marathons you have run personally. Okay, first, if you're wondering why I'm on a treadmill, I'm a treadmill instructor at our walk. So I am used to talking while running on a treadmill. It's, it's what I do. Um, I am a run coach for Healthy Runner. I'm also an instructor at our Wallingford Y where I teach a various amount of fitness classes. But for the marathons, I've run eight marathons to date, 295 three-person relays, and 150K so far, up to today. Yeah, so you've, you have a, a good amount of experience running <laughs> the marathon, running uh, beyond the marathon. And I know you shared some great uh, tips on your episode with Irene Bosco talking about kind of how to deal with race day anxiety. Um, so I was just thinking about you as we were putting together all these episodes of uh, marathon content. And I knew you would be able to speak uh, to this because I know, you know, you've shared like in that episode with Irene, some of the struggles that you faced as a, you know, beginner uh, runner and as you were tackling the marathon. And for those that want to know those episode 127 on the podcast, uh, very helpful episode. And for any of the episodes we will mention today, um, I will definitely put the link to number one, learn more about Coach Cat and all of our previous episodes um, in the show notes. So, you know, you can find all of previous content and specifically because you mentioned the treadmill, we got to talk about the treadmill episode, right? And especially for those, um, if you're listening to this in the fall and you're like, what comes after fall? Oh, winter. Oh, I don't really run Yay! outside a whole lot in the winter. Yay, winter. <laughs> My winter running lover people. <laughs> And, and if you're you're wondering, you know, how are you going to get in those miles, whether it's too dark near you, too cold, too icy, too snowy, um, we have a whole episode on treadmill running that Coach Cat shared all of her tips. Um, as she mentioned, she is the our treadmill guru and expert um, who teaches treadmill classes. And actually, many of my clients that I've referred to her have made treadmill running fun. So if you are a person who finds the treadmill boring. Um, you absolutely dread going on the treadmill, so to speak, in the winter. Check out Coach Cat's episode. It will be extremely helpful um, for you. So I knew you were the perfect person to kind of speak to this. And I'm selfishly looking to learn a little bit um, from your big brain of yours um, as I go to attack my second ever marathon in less than two weeks now. So I am uh, getting excited, getting pumped. I, I was so excited. I was like, you know what? Let's throw on a, you know, Hartford Marathon shirt from uh, race, race years past. I don't know. Do you ever do this? I do this all the time, actually, um, for prior to a race. Like usually I wait till race week where I will throw on like all of the previous shirts that I have of that race to like kind of get my mind right. Like get me pumped up. Do you ever do that, Coach Cat? <laughs> No. <laughs> so you're, you're saying like, I'm the only weird one, right? All right. I know oh, there's at least I, one runner listening have, who's like, oh, I do the same thing. <laughs> as everybody has seen a lot of any pictures I ever post, I don't change what I wear. So, I, and I only actually have one really race shirt that I absolutely love and wear all the time. Other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
But yeah, that is something that I, I like to do um, to get whatever you know, works for you. That's pump. part of my whole theme. Whatever works for you. Exactly. And for those who want a little update on uh, Dwayne's little marathon journey here, and you're not following on the socials, which you should be at Spark Healthy Runner um, on Instagram. And he didn't see, I did complete my uh, 20 miler. So the longest run of the training and I reached my peak week of 44 miles last week. Um, and I'm feeling healthy. So, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully all things go good. And I will be reporting back to you all in two or three weeks um, from now to share kind of how, how the marathon actually went. I'm very excited because we've really never done this in depth of a specific topic like we have that are dedicated to the marathon, but I feel like we have at least six episodes, I think by my count on, on the marathon. I, this is seven. And then next week with coach Whitney is actually going to be marathon recovery because like we have to know what to do leading up to the race, during the race, and then you got to know what to do after the race, right? Yeah. So Coach Whitney is going to share those tips um, next week on the podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, before we get into this topic, Coach Kat, I do want to make a little special announcement. If you are listening to this um, episode within Facebook, on YouTube um, this week, and on the podcast when it's released, then... I'm very excited that our Healthy Runner store is officially open uh, for fall running merchandise. So, you know, if you're looking to rock some fun, fashionable running gear that you can be proud of while you're out there on a run, crushing it in the gym, um, and want to share, you know, some of the uh, messages that we firmly believe in on this uh, podcast. Um, you know, if you believe that carbs give you spark, we have a hoodie for that. And if you believe that strong mind, strong body, and you just want to keep on running, um, we have a performance tank or a performance long sleeve that you can wear for running, racing, um, or just hitting the gym, like hitting some weights. And um, those are really neat because on the back of them, it says, I run with Spark. So uh, yeah, I love those and love seeing them at uh, races. So Coach Cat, myself, Coach Lou was wearing it at the last uh, race that we were at and it was funny. And I, I know you saw that yes. post within our healthy runner Facebook group of someone was like, Hey, I saw this, uh, you know, this really fast runner at our local road race. I don't know who she was, but she had a great shirt on. And it was one of our, our clients who are rocking, rocking the gear. So if you want to get some merchandise, um, for this fall, or maybe, you know, give yourself a little like early Christmas gift, um, you'll definitely want to get in on that because it's only going to be open for a week because it's all pre-order. Um, we're going to take a big order. And then uh, Shauna, who is a friend of the podcast from Stiletto Running, she's been on twice. Uh, she will be getting all of that um, gear out to you. So you got to get in on it. I will put the link in the show notes um, wherever you're listening to this. And if you click on it and it says like, hey, the store is closed, you know, make sure you're on my email list, make sure you're following on social. Uh, we will not do another order until definitely until like mid to late spring. Um, so you want to get in on this now, but if you're listening to this episode in like a year from now and you click the link and you're like, Hey, it doesn't work. Um, reach out to me, let me know. Uh, and I will, I will let you know when we will be, uh, doing another order. All right. So that is just a little update of current events. What's going on right now. And yeah, let's get into this episode, Coach Cat. Coach Cat. All right. 
So let's talk a little marathon mindset. So when should marathon mindset actually start? It should start before you sign up for your race. Before you sign up for the marathon, you have to make sure your mindset is in the right place for it. And what I mean by that is analyze why you want to do your marathon. We've talked, the other podcasts have also talked about this in depth, but it cannot be overstated enough in my opinion. Make sure you are doing this for the right reasons, not because somebody else is doing it and you have that fear of missing out or you don't feel you're a runner until you run a marathon because those other people are not running this with you. You are on your own, essentially, in a sense. Make sure you are ready for what it takes to run a marathon. And I don't mean this whole thing isn't physical. I'm talking about the mental aspect of it. And some, you, you know, that's when your mental marathon mindset starts before you sign up for the race. Yeah. And I think this is something that I know me personally, I really needed to make sure I was mentally ready before, right. Making that decision. And that was the thing that really like sealed the deal when I actually like checked out registered, right. Like made that big payment. I'm like, wow, these are a lot more expensive than half marathons, aren't they? Um, (laughs) Right. And you know, it was that I made that mental decision. And, you know, what do you think someone needs to like consider before they make that, you know, mindset shift and like, Hey, should I do a marathon? Like if they're considering that, you know, what do you think someone should consider to know if they are mentally ready? Well, you first have to think about how many halves you can do, you've done. And how did you feel in those halves? How did you feel during that training? If you felt like you were struggling mentally in the training, but race day, you were okay, you know, but you still toward the end were struggling a little, you may not be ready for a marathon. And the only reason I'm saying that physically, you may be ready. But even though a marathon is double a half, it, you can't compare. As tired as you are at the end of 13.1, if you had to run that course again, that would be the marathon distance. Physically, maybe you could do it. But if you have, you know, I don't want to say self-doubt because you're going to have that with any marathon as well. But you, you kind of know. It's an intangible, but you really will know if it's time or you should be running a marathon. But if you struggled during your training and during the race of a half marathon, then I would suggest getting a couple more under your belt until running 13 miles is like an everyday occurrence almost. Not every day, please do not run. Don't take that as gospel. Don't run 13 miles every day. But you should be able to feel, okay, I can run 10 miles. Not thinking about it. You know, that is a shorter run or or it will become more Um, common for you to run those distances. So I don't usually suggest a specific number because a lot of it depends on your fitness level, what your training was like, you know, 
So I can't tell you, you need to run five halves or 10 halves before you jump into the marathon distance, but you do need to have good training for your half um, before I feel that you should go into a marathon. And I've been honest with some of my runners who have asked me, you know, based on the struggles they've had, you know, I could say, do another half, get one or two more halves under your belt, and then we'll talk about the marathon because it is a huge time commitment. Um, and I know we don't talk, this is not the mental aspect per se, but you have to be prepared, not for just your long runs. Everyone knows you have long runs. It's those midweek runs that, I mean, I work full time as an engineer. I then go straight to the gym to teach until seven o'clock at night. I have to get that run in at night. It doesn't matter the distance. So you have to be prepared sometimes to do a three mile run, an eight mile run, whatever your plan calls for in the middle of the week, which if you're really a busy individual can be a little bit more of a challenge. But we've done other podcasts about how to time manage and it is possible, but these are all things to consider if, before you actually sign up for a marathon. Yeah, so I think that's very important for those folks who are considering maybe signing up for a marathon to not only think about it as double the distance, not only think about it as, hey, this is the next logical step. I completed a half marathon. But like you said, I, I, I recommend the same thing of like, you know, make sure you do a half marathon and you feel really good about your training and you feel really good about your results. And like you were you felt strong at the race right? And you've been healthy. You weren't battling any, you know, aches and pains or niggles along the way. And, you know, you're like, yeah, like, like you said, like, I feel like I can, you know, run a half marathon or I'm trained to run a half marathon. And, you know, that's really the point that I felt like I was getting to. It's like, Hey, I just keep running three half marathons a year for the last five years. I'm like, okay, um, I think I can do a little bit better or go to the next level, not so much better, but, you know, I, I, I think I want a new challenge, right? Like mentally, I felt that way. And I, I, I just love that you bring that up because I see so many being so quick to either do one half and then they go up where they like kind of, you know, went through like an injured half and they were like, well, I did a half marathon. Hey, I completed it. And yeah, I had pain here or there, but I completed it. Let me do a full now. But yeah, it's not just double the distance, right? Like physically or mentally. Um, so I love that you kind of, you know, spoke to that mental aspect as well as the physical aspect of, you know, what it really entails um, when you get into marathon training. So that's actually a great segue to kind of mentally training for the marathon. How do you you know, mentally train um, to run a marathon. Let's talk about like some of the training stuff before we get into like any race day tips and strategies. Basically your training runs are really the way you prepare for your marathon, not just physically. You're gonna have runs that feel horrible. You're gonna have runs, it's not ideal weather. You're gonna have runs where you feel like you're running through molasses potentially. You're not gonna going to have great runs in training. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I, 
I, I don't have a lot of what I call great runs during training. Um, a lot of times I'm struggling in, in not struggling in terms of physical, but you know, you're going to have issues that pop up during your training. Embrace them. Those are going to save you in your race because if you're struggling during a training run and you complete it, that gets in your memory bank. And when you're in race day, if you encounter that same situation, that memory bank, even if you don't consciously know, will pull that out there. Um, training your mind is as important as training your body. I honestly cannot overstate that enough. And I could give you stories all day long about how my mind has come to save me or how my mind has actually caused a little bit more harm, but um, just realize that what you do in your training runs is going to pay off at your actual marathon. Yeah, and so if you, if you, sorry, just wanna, okay. if you have a bad training run, right? Okay. And the run just sucks, right? You feel <laughs> terrible. Your legs felt heavy. Yes. Everything went wrong. Your yeah. pace was super slow uh -huh. and you just start exactly. questioning. Yeah. You just start questioning everything on whether or not you can even run this marathon. Yeah. What you're saying is that like that experience and we all feel it. We've all had those runs. So everyone knows what I'm talking about, but that is essentially training you to be able to cope with anything that's going to happen either later in the training or, you know, as things get harder and you start building or even during your race, right? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Um, I also want to point out that if you are struggling during your training and it becomes more of a constant struggle, and I'm not talking just one run, I'm talking weeks or even a month or so where you're struggling, if you have a coach, talk to your coach, you may need to dial it back a little bit. But if you have one or two runs a month that are really difficult for you and you're struggling, don't automatically assume that's how you're gonna feel on race day. Because that may not be, and probably will not be how you feel on race day. If you, you, you do want to kind of keep in mind in race day, and I'll talk more about the, the mental part of it when we go into the tips. Be ready to adjust your mind in the middle of a race. <laughs> and you may have to pivot on your goals in the middle of a race, but it doesn't mean that if you're really struggling on a couple of runs in your training, it's going to translate to race day. Even though how you train and your brain during the training period will pay off in the marathon or the actual race. Sometimes training runs are actually harder. In my opinion, the training is harder than the actual race for me, at least. And I know that sounds kind of a little tricky, but it, once you start doing it, you will understand. And it's the not that the race isn't a grind, right? Because it is long, but it is the training is, is long, right? And especially for folks who aren't used to consistently running like all year round, let's say, and you do 
um, you know, more of, hey, I'm kind of jumping into this marathon training cycle. And maybe you do five or six months of like, hey, I'm really like dedicated to running this marathon. It's a long grind, right? And, and especially when you are, you know, upping the ante in your training, whether it is, you know, distance miles per week, or you're upping the ante with speed, you know, work, like we had talked about with Coach Lou in our advanced kind of marathon training episode. Um, all of that is increasing the level of stress to your body, not only physically, but mentally as well. Yep. It, trust me for everybody out there. If you have a hard workout, workout coming up, I, I hear you. You can do it. Just keep telling yourself that. That's what I'm telling myself that. Yes. Yes. All right. So the mental aspect of having a strong mindset for a marathon definitely starts in the training and yeah. we need to think about that. And I always think about that for like the, as I was doing kind of my tempo runs for this marathon training cycle and extending out how long I was holding, you know, my threshold pace or my tempo pace for, I was like, yes, this is hard physically. I'm getting a little short of breath, but for me, it was like, Hey, Dwayne, this is going to strengthen your mind, right? And it gives us an opportunity to practice like some of our race day strategies and like, what are we going to be thinking about during the race when things get hard? Because things will get hard, right? <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the actual race itself. And um, you had sent me some, you know, of your favorite mindset tips um, yes. prior to this. And I was like, you know what? This is great. This fits into like the nice little package. I like little packages. Um, so we're, you know, we're packaging this up into seven race day mindset tips. Um, so what is the first tip that you have for us to have kind of a stronger mindset for race day? Your mind will probably give up before your body. And what I mean by that is your body has a governor's mechanism. I can get into the entire science of it, but we're not going to. Basically, your body has a self-protection mode. When it reaches a level that it perceives as, you know, danger, it will start telling your brain, stop. Now, physically, you may be able to run through that. You know, if you train properly for a marathon or an ultra, your body is ready for that. It, it can run the 26.2 miles. Your body will not, you know, suffer long-term. It, it'll be fine. But your brain doesn't always record that. Your brain is saying, stop, stop. This is hurting. You know, this is discomfort. This is uncomfortable. And you have to be able to kind of overrule that which is tricky, but it's possible with training. You know, in your training runs, if you're struggling, it's a lot easier in a training run to just stop. That's why you don't want to stop in a training run. You want to keep pushing through because in a race, you're not going to want to stop. I do have to say, you know, there are rare occasions where for physical reasons, you should actually listen and stop. It doesn't happen 
a lot, but if you're having a sharp acute pain, you, you're hobbling, you're gonna, you passed out, <laughs> anything majorly and medically, don't push through it because if you push through it, you could be really causing that long-term damage and you could actually be derailing your plans in the future for running. Um, it, it's not very common, but you do need to be aware that you may have to actually physically stop. But most of the time, if you're just feeling discomfort, if your legs are feeling like molasses, if you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. And again, I have a couple of stories, but you know, you can push through it. But again, if it is a sharp acute pain, if you're not feeling well, if you really can't go on, and if somebody on the side, like a medic is telling you, you can't go on, listen to that. Do not overrule them because you will be doing long-term damage. Yeah, and I'm glad that you definitely mentioned that uh, little public service announcement uh, for someone <laughs> who has some, you know, sharp pain and or they're feeling like they're going to pass out. Um, but like you said, that is the rarity, right? Okay. Most people do not feel that. However, pretty much everyone who runs a marathon at some point, unless you are going, you know, at a super easy effort level for you. And you're totally cool with that. And you're just going out there to like wave to people and, you know, enjoy the experience, then you might not feel this. But if anyone is running it for somewhat of a challenge, then you are going to get to that point in the race that your mind is going to give up before your body. And I think just acknowledging that is like super powerful, right? And like not being afraid of that. And when it happens, because it will happen, say, oh, that's right. Coach Cat mentioned this and <laughs> this is going to happen. And here it is. Okay. This is, this is, I knew it was coming, right? You're not like shocked by it. It's like when those things that happen unexpected on race day, you know, there are some things that are going to shock you. This is not one of them. Like, you know, that your mind's going to be telling you to stop before your body is actually physically, let's say legs cramping up. You can't bend your knees. Like I felt during my first marathon, <laughs> right? Like, you know, or, you know, your foot's just not working. Your muscles are not working, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're physically shutting down. Um, your mind will be telling you to stop long before that. So I love that you mentioned that. I think it's a super important concept. Um, what is your second tip? It goes along with the first one, and they're actually almost one and the same, but that you can overcome that voice in your head. You really can overcome that voice in your head. If you have to shut it out, shut it out. You know, shut your mind down sometimes is actually a fairly good coping mechanism. There's marathons that I will remember specific songs at specific locations, yet I can't remember three hours of the marathon, what happened? So you're, you can overcome it. You've done the training. Just always remember in the back of your head, you've done the training, you can do this. Your body can do this. So you just have to kind of shut your brain down or over, overrule it. And in the later stages of a marathon, your brain is not really functioning great. So those complicated mantras or those complicated thoughts, they're going to go out the window for the most part. Simple, just say, be quiet if you want to, or 
again, acknowledge it and say, okay, I hear you, but go away. You could talk to yourself. Nobody's going to think you're crazy. I hope. <laughs> so it, I feel like there's a story behind that. Is this the fourth marathon story? Well, that goes into yes. Um, <laughs> also, my third tip, though, how to mentally cope when things don't go as expected. Now, you know how passionate I am about strength training in order to run, and that runners who don't do any strength work are more likely to suffer some of those stubborn running injuries, whether it's runner's knee, plantar fasciitis, IT band syndrome, or tendonitis. And one of the keys to becoming a healthy runner is dedicating time to strength training. However, I get it. It's hard to dedicate the time, get motivated, and have the energy to get in the strength work whether you are going to the gym or you're working out in your basement or living room in the early mornings like I do before work or if you're doing it after work in the evening. I have been on the lookout for a truly healthy pre-workout option to help with energy and focus during my workouts and post-run that will also provide a nutritional boost so I can maximize my recovery and performance when strength training. That is why I am super pumped, literally, that I found Perform from the Amino Company. Perform is an essential amino acid-based formulation that I simply add to water in my shaker bottle and have 30 minutes before my run or gym workout. It tastes great and is easy on my stomach. Perform helps improve mental focus, peak strength, endurance, reduces fatigue, and increases muscle protein synthesis so you can recover faster from your runs or your strength training. I feel great since I've switched my pre-workout to perform, but what I feel most happy about is that I know exactly what I am putting in my body and that it is backed by real research and science. I actually brought on one of the leaders in amino acid research, Dr. Robert Wolf, on the show during episode 92 of the podcast. If you want a deeper dive on the effects and the literature out there on amino acids, hear my chat with Dr. Wolf as I am sure you will be as impressed as as I was learning more about essential amino acids and their effects on us as runners. There is actually an abundance of research out there documenting the efficacy of essential amino acids with over hundreds of studies demonstrating improvements in focus, performance, and recovery from those long runs and hard effort session workouts. If you're looking for a nutritional performance advantage, we've got a special offer for you where you can save 30% and get a free gift using the code HEALTHYRUNNER. Just head to aminoco.com slash healthyrunner. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash healthyrunner. And use the code HEALTHYRUNNER at checkout to save 30%. So I'm going to kind of dovetail into that. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. What happens is things are not going to go as expected. You could go in with a specific time goal. You could go in with a specific plan. It can be written on your arm. You could have everything down and then race day happens. And 90% of my experiences, it doesn't happen like that. You know, you could say you're going to start fueling at a certain point, but you're feeling good, so you forget to fuel. Um, things are not going to go as expected. Even if you have no expectations or you say you don't have a time goal, we all do. 
in our head. We all have a time goal or a goal, and we expect a marathon to go a specific way. And when it doesn't, you're gonna have to pivot. And this is where mental toughness comes in. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily happen on your first marathon. Most people are ready for their first, oops, ah, boom. Most people are, sorry, you still have a cell phone there. Um, most people are ready for their first um, marathon and the mental aspect that goes with that. So this can creep up in your fourth marathon, your fifth marathon, your eighth marathon. I'm gonna give an example, my fourth marathon. I had always been okay running mentally, you know, I blocked it out, I think. My fourth marathon, I trained so hard. And when I say trained so hard, I had a specific time goal. And I was going to hit this time goal. I won't tell you what it was, I'll give you it was a sub four. And I started the race, I was on pace. I even had a little bit of wiggle room. I was right there. I was right there. <laughs> All the way up to mile 22, where, because I had tuned out, I took a wrong turn. Ran a half mile the wrong way, so had to run a half mile back. Now that wow. is one extra mile in my marathon. I had even thinking about it kind of makes me a little angry, but <laughs> I had time to spare, but not a mile time, not at mile 23, 22, 23. My body, I was pushing my max. I had trained for it, but I hadn't trained for that extra mile. So I get back to the, I remember it exactly. I get back to my spot and I literally went like this. I stopped. And this whole thing could have been maybe a minute, 90 seconds. And the Rocky theme came on. And for those who don't know, I was an amateur boxer. And out of the corner in my head, I heard my corner guy, my trainer, little Mike, say to me, you may not be able to win this fight, but you're sure as heck, well, he said something else, not going to lose. <laughs> and for some reason that stuck with me. All right, I'm not gonna win this, but I'm not gonna lose. So I got up and I ran because I was doubled over, almost crying. And I ran and there was no, I knew I wouldn't hit my time goal, but that stuck in my head and I had to pivot to, okay, we're still gonna finish. It would have been so easy to just give up and say, you know, I just pushed myself in training for four months, as hard as I've ever done. And I was so close to that goal. But in the time, it feels like life and death. But it's really not. However, at that time, you know, it was everything. So I was running, I was running. I got to mile, I think it was 25.8, believe it or not. And there was a little bit of an incline in the hill. Swearing happened in all languages. <laughs> and I texted my husband and I said, I can't do this. Well, all 
of a sudden I look up and who do I see running toward me, Coach Lou? Lou had actually come to this marathon and it was in Rhode Island. All of a sudden, and this is why this is such a special story. Lou comes running toward me and he runs me in to that last part of that marathon. And I still PR by 30 seconds, thanks to Lou. And wow. it was like that little bit of push proved my legs had it. Like I didn't think there was anything left in my body. I, I was, I was, I had already run 26.2. And I had to run this extra. And the fact that Lou was next to me, running in with me, I did it. And that proved that my mind was the weakest link in that case, and not my body. And ever since then, I have realized that your body can do incredible things if you train, but your mind will go first. And I thought I had a strong mindset, and I did. And that's what got me after that wrong turn. Still, like I said, a little bit bitter about it, but you can do it. Your body can do it, but your mind will tell you it can't. So I just want to give a shout out to Lou and, you know, just, but that was a very special marathon. Even though I didn't hit my time goal, I still PR, but I didn't hit the time goal. But in the end, it didn't matter. And yes, that is a Lincoln Park song, but anyway. <laughs> wow, a lot of references there. We had movie references, music references, healthy no culture, coaching references. <laughs> so, Shout out to Coach this Lou. This was my fourth marathon. This wasn't like my first. So, you know, it can happen at any point. And I just felt very important to know, to tell people that things will go very wrong and you have to be able to pivot. And your, your mind really will give out before your body. Yeah. So the things I heard there is that not only will your mind give out for your body, but you can overcome it. And even, you know, I think about just the half marathon I did a couple of weeks back where it was maybe mile 10, 11, right when, you know, I was looking to really start the race, so to speak, right. And really pick up my pace. And then I saw a hill. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, well, if I, I, I try to really pick up my pace, like I was planning on, I'm just going to really like blow out everything. Right. So I was forced to actually walk up the hill a little bit to just keep my heart rate down. So I didn't like totally red line and mentally that messed with me. And I was like, man, I got like nothing in the tank. I got nothing, you know, mile 10, 11, it, you know, my pace wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I was like, you know, I, I really can't do that. And, and that feeling that I felt like when I was really at like, Hey, this is it. This is the fastest I could possibly run. It, it did pass. Right. And that feeling passed and I was able to overcome not, you know, like those negative thoughts and like felt better. So the fact that, you know, yes, your mind will give up first, but yes, you can overcome it. And then the other thing that I really took away from your story there, Kat, was really, and that first off, that like is terrible. Like, I'm sorry, you had to run an extra mile <laughs> of the marathon. And we're not talking guys, because everyone's like GPS. And depending upon how you wind up crossing to your water stations, like some people could run like a whole mile more on their GPS than obviously the race course. Like Coach Kat's talking about like literally going a half mile off course 
and half mile back on course, right, for her marathon. Um, but the fact that you just paused, right, and you just stopped and was like, okay, let me reset here. Yes. You got the pump up music going. It was like at a good place. It brought you back to a memory of you boxing. And you're like, all right, I can overcome this. So I think the take home there for those listening and who are going to run a marathon that like, yeah, when those voices are getting loud and you're like, I can not do anything more. I give up. I give in. Maybe just mentally pause and whatever you have to do, whether it is think, you know, strategically, you know, maybe a song, maybe a joke, maybe think of a person. I, I right? literally, I remember literally just like going like this, like bending over and just staring at the ground. And it might've been 90 seconds. I don't know, one minute. It felt like eternity, but I needed that break. And it, so if you are struggling, take a break, take a drink, shrug your shoulders, reset and go pivot. You have to be able to pivot because things are not going to go according to plan. All right. So expect to pivot too, is what I'm hearing, right? expect you're going to have to pivot. Like it's going to be rare that everything's going to be yes. exactly as you drew it up. Right? And if it does happen, that's great. If you make it through and everything is perfect, great. Chances are, if you run enough races, that's not going to be the case for every single race. Yeah, no, good point. Good point. All right. So kind of tip three was, you know, how are you going to get over mentally cope? Right. So like coping, and just maybe take that quick mental, you know, break that you need. What is uh, tip number four? All right, here is something I have not shared with any runner, any, any, anybody before. Dedicate each mile to a family member or a friend. And generally speaking, you know, a lot of people feel at mile twenty, and I'll get into that in one of my other. Um, points that you start to struggle. So, and by the way, when people say the marathon doesn't start until mile 20, no, the marathon starts before you sign up for the marathon, but <laughs> mile 20 to 26, what I do sometimes, or I've had to do, again, you're not going to have a lot of cognitive function. You're not going to be doing advanced calculus on your run. I've tried, it does not work. So <laughs> It was actually a whole quantum theory thing, but <laughs> hey, you do what you have to do. Don't judge. So mile 20, I decided I'm going to dedicate this mile 20 to 21 to my grandmother. And all I did during that mile was think of the great memories I had with her in Italy, you know, learning how to make pasta, you know, going places. Then mile 21 to 22 was my grandfather who I remember going to the corner store and buying ice cream every week and bring home coffee ice cream, which nobody ate except me. And I was like 10. Um, and then the third to say my mom, or then the fourth to my dad. Every mile I purposely, and you don't have to think a lot. You just pick a family member or a friend and the memories just will come to you. And that actually has helped me on some of the tougher races. And it doesn't have to start at mile 20. If you have a really big Italian family, maybe you need to start at mile 10. But, <laughs> you know, dedicate each mile to a family member or friend. And while you're running that mile,
just think of the happy times or maybe this, I wouldn't say sad, but you know, just think of them. And I felt my grandparents push me sometimes. It's strange, but I, I felt them. And that's something that you can do without too much thinking because your brain will go to those nice memories. Your brain's gonna wander, but if you think of your grandmother, your grandfather, your mom, your dad, your brother, your friend, it, it helps. And that is one thing you can do very much a concrete way to deal with those later miles when you're really struggling. I absolutely love this tip. And I don't know if you saw, but this year Hartford is actually doing something new where they've been asking everyone who signed up for the race, I guess they're going to have some special boards, electric electronic boards uh, during the race. And they asked you to submit a family member's name that is going to be displayed on this board um, during the race. So like oh, you're going to be that. running and you're going to see like this family member's name um, on this board, which I think is pretty cool. And, you know, obviously I submitted my mom's name and, you know, I was thinking like, yes, I'm going to definitely be like dedicating this race to mom as my first marathon since she did pass. But thinking about it in more of a structured way and you mentioning this, I think is super helpful, right? Versus because honestly, I just planned on, yeah, as I'm going along, I'm going to be out there for a while. So like, I'm going to be thinking about a lot of things. Right. And right. you know, you, you like naturally think of family, but I love like what you said about sharing like the stories and, you know, having like a specific person for a specific mile or a specific part of the race um, where I, di I didn't even think about that, but it makes so much sense uh, that I think that's going to be helpful. I don't want it to make it sound like my grandparents are deceased. My parents are alive or my nieces, you know, I can dedicate a mile and think of right. a whole thing about Megan and her horses or my other niece, Maya and her cake decorating, you know, it, it doesn't have to be somebody who, you know, is no longer with you. It can be a friend encouraging you, but if you do it by miles, I find the miles go by quicker. And it doesn't take a lot of thinking and you don't even have to think about it before. You don't have to say at mile 20 is my grandmother. Mile 21 is my grandfather. Just pick family members as you go along and think of the happy memories. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I, I, I absolutely love that. And then we'll definitely be implementing, uh, implementing that. All right. So what do we have for tip number five? <laughs> All right. Have an SOS playlist. Now, for those of you who, you know, we've all been there. You're running, you're trying to find a song. You're hitting fast forward, fast forward. You need that pump up song. Well, instead of doing that, make a separate playlist on your phone that you can just push that has all those pump up SOS songs, I call them, where you really need that extra push. And... <laughs> Uh, I use this in Remacon. I'm also going to bring up that. I'm going to talk a little more about it in my next tip. But, you know, instead of running through your playlist, have this SOS. And it can be maybe um, a motivational speaker. 
It can be something that will really pump you up. It can be music. Generally, the music, I, I will never give anybody my playlist. I'll be honest. You don't want my playlist. Um, there's a lot of, <laughs> um, I'm going to say there's between movies and maybe a little bit of anger stuff in there. You don't want to hear it, but it is my SOS playlist and I needed to use it in Remacon. I don't usually use it. I know it's there, but to just where you could push one button on your phone. You don't want to be struggling with your technical stuff during the, the race. You really don't. Maybe at a water stop, if you could pull it out and hit SOS playlist, you have it. That's okay. more of a practical tip. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's well, you're using that SOS playlist to really put your mind in the place it needs to be, right? So having it handy and accessible, um, I think will be super helpful, right? To maybe even, you know, get you out of those negative thoughts we were talking about before, you know, versus like pausing for a second. Maybe it's like, hey, I pause, I hit my SOS playlist. And now I know that when I hear this song, this always puts me in whatever state of mind I need to be in. Well, you know, you yourself, every runner's done it. You're running and you're trying to find that song that you want. Oh, yeah. And I was doing that. And I'm like, why am I scrolling through 10 songs to get the song that I need? Why don't I just put that one song in the emergency playlist? Yeah. And, and that was something that, you know, makes a whole lot of sense but i never heard it done before <laughs> mm -hmm. so there's a good tip for you guys all right so what's the next tip that we have all right every mile is a new opportunity and i i don't want you to judge mile 20 on how you feel at mile 10. if you're struggling at mile 10 does not mean you're going to struggle at mile 20. you know you could be struggling at mile one because you, you, you're trying to figure out how on earth am I going to run 26 miles if I feel like this now. Don't worry about it. That will pass. Every mile is a new opportunity. And a lot of people say, you know, they hit that mile 20. And for some reason, that seems to be people's magical wall number. Physically, that's not my, I'm not getting into the physical wall. The mental wall, a lot of times people feel mile 20 is because in most of their training runs, they've never gone beyond 20 or they don't do it a lot. I will be honest, my mental wall is not mile 20. When I see 20, I'm like, thank God, because that means <laughs> I'm in the 20s. <laughs> I really, I, I do. I think that. Um, I won't tell you what my mental number is because I'm not going to put that in anyone's mind. I'm a huge proponent that if I don't put it out there, you know, nobody's going to use it. So if I told you my mad, my number where I mentally struggle is say 12 or 15, you know, I don't want anyone to think that it's where your mental can be. And it could be mile one, it could be mile 20 or anywhere in between even 25. So, but don't judge how you feel every one mile with the next mile. It may not be. It may be as simple as the reset, or maybe you need to drink a little more water at a water stop. Walk through that water stop. Drink 
have your gel, whatever fuel, your electrolyte solution, whatever you want. Take a deep breath, roll those shoulders back. That really does work. You know, say, okay, I got this, and then go. You know, that could be all it takes for that next mile to be really, really good. And I'm not just saying this. I know I like to talk. Everyone knows I like to talk. But these are things that have really, you know, time and time again. And I bring up RimaCon because Lou talked a lot about RimaCon. You know, that was probably, it wasn't a marathon, but it was where the mental aspect, probably the hardest I have ever had to pull the mental part from. We were behind, you know, <laughs> Mike and I who were, in case anyone doesn't know, RimaCon is a 95 mile three or six person relay and you had to do it in a specific time. And unbeknownst to us, we had to do it quicker than we thought, but that's a, another story. And the last leg I had to run, you know, was really, really hard. I had cramped up previously, got through it. That last thing, I knew what pace I had to hit. And on a good day, I can do it. I knew I could do this on a good day. I didn't think this was a good day. I was tired. I was also very grumpy and irritable. It was, I apologize to any volunteer that I might've yelled at. I really do. It was 20, I, I don't know. I had just run, I don't know, 25, 26 miles. And I still had eight to go, the last lap. We decided we're gonna do this. Okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna give it our all. I put those last legs that didn't go so well out of my mind and realized this is a new race. This is a completely new race. And that's what I mean by every mile is a new opportunity to do what you need to do. So I did what I had to do and I did it. Granted, couldn't walk for a little while. I couldn't breathe for a little while, but I did. And I bring that up because every mile is your opportunity to get to that next point. And, you know, don't judge the, the end of the race by how you're feeling at the beginning or vice versa. It, it doesn't always correlate like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And right now I am in a full deep mode of high school volleyball, middle school volleyball, like every day we have a game for one of the girls. And most days we have double headers. We go to the middle school, then we're like traveling to a high school volleyball game. And what they always preach in uh, volleyball is like when the team goes on a run, they're like one pass, one pass. So as you were saying that, I was just thinking, you know, one mile or next mile, right? Like it doesn't need to be the last mile. It's not going to feel the same and it doesn't have to be that we can kind of reset and just think that it's a new opportunity, like you said. So I love that, um, that we have opportunities in front of us and don't look behind, don't look at the past, just look, look ahead, envision that finish line. And, um, so now we're down to the last tip here. So tip number seven on right. how we are going to be mentally strong to have a positive mindset, a strong mindset for race day. What is it? Use the crowd if you have one. Not every race has a crowd. I've done many marathons that don't. 
Um, but if it has a crowd, use that energy of the crowd, pull on it. You know, I'm not going to go really scientific or geeky because I could give you a lot of references to that where you pull the energy of people. But, you know, I gave this to one of my runners and I'm giving her a shout out, Susanna. When she ran her half marathon, I told her, use the energy of the crowd, your family who's there, just use it, pull on it. That is what it is there for. And don't underestimate how much the crowd really does pump you up. And Hartford, you're running Hartford. That energy, I, the last quarter mile, I remember the last, because I've run Hartford three times. I remember the last quarter mile and one guy saying you have a quarter mile. And the only thing that I screamed at him, great, I have one lap around the track. That was the only thing that popped into my head. I don't know, weird. But as you come over there, the, and if you run the half, I assume it's the same. The yeah. crowd and the cheering, that will get you through, but it's also throughout the whole race. Use it, pull on it. That, that's what the crowd is there. I mean, when I am cheering for somebody, I'm cheering for everybody, doesn't matter. So use that energy, use my energy. I'll give you my energy if I'm not running. Even if I'm running, I might give you some of my energy, not a lot. <laughs> oh, might give you a little bit. But, you know, use the enthusiasm. Use the positivity. Your fellow runners. I sometimes, in the later stage of a marathon, you do tend to form weird bonds with people. I, I later, that um, Rhode Island marathon that Lou helped me with, I went the wrong turn, I actually met a couple. They were doing their 50th state marathon and i remember wow. distinctly they were ohio state fans because i'm a michigan state fan and we had a whole discussion <laughs> like a while about college football well a little bit and they took off because i had run the extra mile and i wasn't at their face at that point but at the end they stayed to make sure i made it and it's that kind of camaraderie with the other runners in the race draw on. If I see a runner wearing a Captain America shirt, you know I am going to have a detailed discussion about the Avengers. <laughs> no, I will. I will. I will fight people about my Avengers stuff. So if I see somebody with like a Marvel shirt or even a Wonder Woman, find a common or find something in the crowd. And at a half marathon, that doesn't always translate but the later stages of a marathon you do tend to fall into a rhythm with another person um maybe be ahead or behind use their energy you you can always draft them you know that just means basically stay right behind them and have them cut the wind down a little bit i'm a taller person but it still works um but use the energy of the crowd, you know, use that energy of your fellow runners who are in the same boat as you. They understand. I'm running. I understand what you're feeling. I really, really do. So feed on that, and that will really help you. Yeah. So use that crowd. Um, I know. You know, definitely, I hear the crowds are crazy at New York, at Boston. Um, I'm sure the crowd's crazy in Chicago. Uh, so for the, you know, the big marathons, you literally, from what I hear, have crowd support like the whole way. <laughs> um, I don't know so, what that's like. 
<laughs> use use it, guys. Use that crowd. Feed off the energy. Um, smile at people, right? Like I love seeing the kids, right? Who like want to do high fives and stuff. Um, it helps us mentally too. Like the more that you smile and you know, you wave to them or you say thank you to like the volunteers. I think mentally it, it really does have an impact on us as we're getting through those hard things. Uh, cause we're acknowledging people around us, um, whether or not they're cheering for us or they're just out there volunteering and you know, you're acknowledging them. All right. I thought you were going to add to that. I saw you were like, yes, in agreement. Um, but yeah, and I love the shout out to Susanna because who doesn't, you know, ever, you know, love a, a Susanna shout out. So for those that don't know, uh, Susanna has been working with uh, Coach Cat um, for we're almost coming up, Susanna. We're like almost up on our year anniversary, I feel I like. Know. I know. I think November uh, was when you had started working with Coach Cat. And um, for those uh, who are listening to this on, on YouTube, um, Susanna was nice enough to share her, you know, thoughts and really working in our Healthy Runner coaching program, working with Coach Cat, getting the guidance of how she kind of went from being, you know, lost and going out there and running five to seven days a week, um, every week. Yeah. And then finally kind of got the clarity she needed to not only finish her first half marathon, but then go on to do a second and get a PR. Um, and, you know, she really talks about in kind of just sharing, you know, in working with Coach Cat, how it was life-changing and, you know, really improved her confidence as a mother, as a wife, as a small business owner and a fantastic photographer that she is. Um, so yeah, we just love Susanna and we'd love to see what she's doing uh, with her running. Um, so shout out to you. And for those who want to actually hear Susanna's story, what I'll do is I will link um, the video in the show notes um, to this episode. So you can hear from her yourself in her own words. And all right. So that that really is is our, our seven race day mindset tips, um, Coach Kat. And that was super helpful. So um, before we get to our last question, just to recap here, make sure I got this down here. Tip number one was really your mind will give up before your body. Yep. Tip number two is you can overcome the, I can't do it. And I put in like open air quotes there. I can't do it voice in your head, right? That's telling you to stop and that you need to, you know, be able to mentally cope when things don't go as expected, right? And maybe we talked about, you know, taking that mental quick break um, that you might need to take during your race. And I love the four tip, dedicating each mile to a family member or a friend, someone that's special to you. And it really just distracts that mind. Think about those good times. Think about the times out that you, you know, enjoy having together or you did have together. Um, so tip five was have the SOS playlist so make sure guys have that SOS playlist, um, handy, accessible tip six, every mile is a new opportunity. It's a new opportunity. Next mile, right? Next mile, new mile, whatever you want to say in your head and just forget what happened in the past. And then uh, tip seven is you're not alone. Use the crowd to put you in that positive mindset and really draw off the energy. Uh, so last question to you, Coach Cat. you know, if you could change one thing about the misconception of marathon mindset, 
What would that be? All right. The marathon, and, and I heard this a while ago, but the marathon is a journey of a hundred, hundreds of miles. The last part of the journey is the 26.2, but the marathon journey is hundreds of miles. It starts when you sign up and it does end when you cross that finish line. But don't assume that the marathon mindset is just the marathon race itself. It really is the training and you will learn so much about yourself in the training. You will learn more about yourself in the marathon training than you will at the race for the most part. Um, you do, I've been through many cycles of the training and that's like a four month cycle, eight, nine, I don't know. And you learn, I learn something new about myself every time during the training. And it's almost like the race is just the end, the exit ramp. It's just that last 26.2 miles of 150, 200, 300, 400, 500 mile journey. And when you put it in that perspective, the race doesn't seem so scary. And that, that's how I, I sometimes view it. So just remember the, the race itself at 26.2 is just the last part of your hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles of your journey that you started and enjoy it. You know, you may not enjoy the race per se, but you know, you, you will learn about yourself during the training and the race itself. I love it and enjoy the journey, right? You talked about the training being so important. And that is one thing that I can like honestly say is I've certainly, regardless of the outcome, right? And not to say that I expect a negative outcome by any means, but regardless of the outcome for my race, who knows, like some crazy weather can happen, whatever can happen, right? The journey of this training um, is definitely something that um, has been enjoyed, uh, throughout this process. So if you are not enjoying your journey or you are struggling with your training and you're looking to either get faster as a runner, or you're looking to get that marathon time that, you know, you really want to be proud of, whether it is you get injured, you don't know what to do for strengthening, or you just can't get out of your own mind. Um, you know, we have a program for that. So as you know, I mentioned before, Coach Cat and the rest of our Healthy Runner coaching team, uh, myself is, you know, we're there to guide you in all of those aspects so you can finally, you know, reach those goals of yours and be able to, you know, change your life for the better, like I talked about with Susanna before. Um, so if you are ready to invest in yourself and, you know, you want to have a strong mind, a strong body, and you just want to keep on running, then we would love to, you know, help guide you there and be with you every step of the way. Um, so whether it is Coach Cat, any of the wonderful coaches on our team, um, you know, we have Brooke, a registered dietitian who's on board. We will provide you the structure, the support and accountability to actually enjoy the process, which I kind of mentioned before that I'm enjoying the process of marathon training and really, you know, not only run the marathon because yes, that's a current short-term goal I have, 
but I want to be a lifelong injury-free runner. I'm going to be running till I'm in the box, right? So if you're looking to enjoy that process and want to see if you're a good fit for a healthy runner coaching program, then you can easily schedule a strategy call with myself and we'll jump on a call. And I'll be honest with you to see where you're at and to see if you're a good fit for how we help runners. And if you are, then we talk about what that would look like. And if you're not a good fit, I'm going to give you the best recommendations that I have for you in terms of where do you need to go in your training. So you can simply schedule that call, hop on my calendar, just go to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching. And I will be uh, happy to talk with you. I always love connecting with podcast listeners. Um, so Coach Kat, um, as always, this has been such a pleasure. Any last parting words that you have for our healthy runners today? Well, to, to finish about that journey, even if your race, you did, you get a DNF, which is it did not finish, it doesn't matter in the long run. You put in the work, you know you put in the work. And be proud of yourself, no matter what. You know, you could come in last place, but if you've put in the work and in your heart, you know you've put in that work, then then enjoy it. Then, then just kudos to you because it's not easy. Any race is not easy. Any race distance is not easy. Um, but if you're running a marathon, kudos to you. Yeah, well said. And yeah, thanks again for sharing these mental mindset tips. I know I'm going to be implementing some of these in my race uh, to conquer 26.2. Um, so I appreciate it. And I appreciate you all for listening, um, whether or not you're doing this on a run right now. I hope you're enjoying your run. Just take it in, appreciate the process, appreciate the journey, um, or you're watching this in our Healthy Runner Facebook group or our Spark Healthy Runner YouTube channel. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. I love hearing from you, by the way. So like reach out, shoot me a DM. Um, I just love hearing from you, the listener. Um, if you guys like this training, then you will surely like the next. So if you're listening on the podcast, queue up episode 127 to learn all about how to overcome race day anxiety with coach Kat and Irene Bosco, or if you're watching this on YouTube, just click the next video that I recommend for you. So let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running until next time. Hey, healthy runners, have you been listening to this podcast for a while and have been implementing the strategies we talk about on a weekly basis? If so, kudos to you for taking action because we all know those that are successful are those that take action. However, I do talk to many of you runners and you guys are trying to implement the strategies. Maybe you've seen some exercises on my Spark Your Training YouTube channel, but you're just not sure if that is exactly what you should be doing depending upon your situation. So if you're looking for clarity and focus in order to be able to collapse time so you don't have to figure it out all by yourself, that is exactly what we take care of with our team of experts in our one-on-one -on -one personalized run coaching program to get you stronger and faster so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. What do you get when you sign up for the Healthy Runner Coaching Program? You get 16 weeks of one-to-one -one run and strength training, coaching, 
and accountability. You get strategic one-on-one deep dive coaching on a monthly basis. You get focused feedback on your training on a weekly basis. You get the strength program for running resource library and you get lifetime access to that. You also get an online personalized structured run and strength plan. You get a community of like-minded runners and then access to our trusted healthy runner coaching team made up of certified run coaches, a physical therapist, a registered dietitian, and personal trainers and fitness instructors. If you are interested in seeing if you are a good fit to work with myself or anyone on our team, then just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Check out the behind the scenes video tour of the program and hear from runners just like you who have been through our program before. We would love to provide you the clarity on what you should be focusing on in your training, whether it is getting stronger with strength training, the specific types of runs you should be doing, or the nutrition you should be fueling your body with for those runs. If you're ready to get the support and accountability you need to take action and put the work in, then I would love to hop on a call with you to see if you're a good fit for a one-on-one healthy runner coaching program. Just head to sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching and get signed up for your enrollment strategy call with me today. Thanks so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's four ways I can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of my Spark Blueprint at programs.sparkyourtraining.com. Two, follow my Instagram page at sparkyourtraining. Three, join my free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash sparkyourtraining. Five, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential runners and bring those lessons back to you here. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or the follow button on Spotify so you don't miss the next episode of Healthy Runner to help you get stronger, faster, so you can enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Lastly, if you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner and want one-on-one structure, accountability, and support, from our Healthy Runner coaching team, check out the behind the scenes video tour of our coaching program and the stories from many of our athletes who are struggling with the same sticking points that you are right now. Just head to programs.sparkyourtraining.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening. Now go and crush your run today.